Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. In this episode, we are going to talk about marketing. If you were to look at the last year in your practice, the last 12 months, and you were to divide where you got your new patients from into three categories. The first one is from physicians or other providers. So doctors, nurse practitioners, PAs, et cetera. So professional referral, that's bucket number one. Number two is past patients coming back in for additional care. And number three is cold traffic. So general public people who don't know, they can trust you. Where would you rank? You can write that down right now. Here at the end of the episode, I'll be sharing a link where you can go and take a marketing quiz specific for your private practice. That question, if you look at the last 12 months, where are your new patients coming from? I, I asked that at PPS. This was in 2014, 2015, Rosen Shingle Creek. And I remember the first day at the event, this was the first time I had a, attended not only as a practice owner, but also um, as an educator here with Breakthrough. And on day one, I talked with a lot of owners, asked them about their marketing. And what was happening at that time is physician referrals were going away. Now we have the data, 2003 to 2014, 53.6% decrease in physician referrals to private practice PT, specifically for back pain. At the same time, there was a directly uh, proportional um, increase in, or inversely proportional increase in referrals to a specialist. And this is because of what happened with the, the hospital systems and healthcare systems across the country. So we knew that there were less physicians that were going, being referred, less physicians who were able to refer to physical therapy. But most owners weren't willing to admit it, even though it was very, if you just took one second and looked at the data, it was happening um, on a level, but it took until 2018 until we had that data. So on day two, I switched over to asking that question, where do your, where are your new patients come from? And in this episode, we're going to walk through the five channels that I measure today and in my own private practice. And I've shared with other practice owners as well. So whether you rely on physician referrals or not, this is relevant for you. Now, why are the five channels important? Because as most of us know, and especially if we've done a 401k or simple IRA or any retirement investing, diversification is key. We don't want all of our eggs in one basket. If we have one physician who is referring all of our business to us, our business isn't very valuable. It's also not very anti-fragile. It's very fragile, right? We're, um, if that physician would work, would go work within the hospital system or open a his own uh, therapy service or anything like that, we're pretty much out uh, and we're we're in trouble. The lifeblood of our business would be gone. So diversification, number one. Number two is we should have a very good idea, especially if we have a seasonal ebb and flow of new patients and we're looking for consistency, how that affects each of the five channels. So it's more, it's deeper discernment. And what I mean by that is most of us are tracking daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual new patient numbers. However, very few practices that I talk with are looking at attribution. So which of the five channels they're coming from? And I'm going to give you the five channels right now. The first is past patients. 
and specifically reactivations. So this is, you saw Mary two years ago for her back pain. Now she's coming back to you for a total knee replacement, right? Status post total knee replacement. That would be a reactivation. Um, the second channel that you can get new patients from is word of mouth referral, or some people call this friends and family. So this is, you saw Mary in the past for physical therapy, and then she referred for her daughter, Lily, right? Now Lily's come in for physical therapy. That would be a friend and family referral. So that would that's the second channel. The third channel that we go to is professional referrals. So that can be anybody from a physician, nurse practitioner, PA, could also be a professional referral like a, a PI attorney or something, a worker's comp something like that. So uh, that would be professional referral is channel number three. Channel number four is partners. So these could be employers. And so for example, uh, we go to a credit union uh, annually to do lunch and learns and then also uh, participate in their healthcare. And we will get uh, new patients coming through from that. Or you might be going to a large employer in your area um, for various reasons and participating in their events in the same exact way. And somehow they are promoting you. We have another a really good episode. If you heard the episode with uh, Chris Gordos and his relationship with Fleet Feet, that would be considered a partner um, promotion as well. And that is flow channel number four. The final one, number five is called traffic. These are people who don't let know, like, and trust you yet. This is typically where advertising lives. So if you're advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, uh, TikTok, any other platform, if you're advertising um, in mailboxes by way of snail mail or insert into a, a local newspaper that's delivered by mail, that would be considered um, cold traffic as well. And that's our fifth bucket, cold traffic. Yes, every single one of those channels can be broken down farther. But every month we look at, in our practice, where our new patients are coming from, not only for the entire company, but also for each specific clinic. Now, some of the pitfalls that, that happen with this, uh, one of them I already shared with you, and it's lack of discernment, lack of attribution. Uh, the, one of the common questions that I'll get from owners is, why would you want to track this or how do you track it? And it's challenging. So <laughs> most people, believe it or not, who become patients, they don't know where they saw you first, where they don't know where they saw you. And especially if there's multiple touch points that caused them to call. Um, in general, we tend to be poor at that. So what we do is we try to capture it as best as possible. We ask for it on the intake form. Then the rescheduling receptionist validates it. So you said that you saw us on Facebook is that true? Yes. I saw a Facebook ad and I clicked on it. Okay. Now we have it, right? It's trackable as much as possible. And then the other thing that we do is we have a marketer who does patient interviews. And after the first appointment, the eval or the free screen, the marketer will call that patient and do a screening interview. And one of the things that they'll do is they'll validate where that patient believes that they came in from. So we're doing it on multiple levels. And another pitfall is, well, you know, what happens if Mary that we saw, who we saw two years ago for her back pain, she goes to the doctor for a new problem and the doctor gives her a script and she comes back. How do we count that? Well, that's, that's a reactivation, right? So if anybody is a past patient 
and they come back to us again in the future, that's a reactivation. That's the doctor's not originating that referral to us. Um, yeah, so it's something to to think about, but you can waste a lot of time very quickly in getting trying to get perfect attribution. Most people, they won't know exactly where they came from, but you can gauge fairly accurately based on your promotions, what you're doing, et cetera, where people are coming in from. The other reason that we want to do that is we want to get a really good gauge. You know, if we're taking, I mean, our marketing budget's fairly high right now, so we'll, we'll call it $800,000 a year is what our practice will invest in marketing here in 2024. And that's based on our run rate of roughly nine or 10 million in revenue. And so we have a, a large marketing budget and where do we want to spend that money? Well, in clinics that are newer, where we don't have a patient list, we're forced to spend it on the latter channels that I mentioned. So that's going to be with partners. That's going to be cold traffic marketing um, and potentially uh, physicians as well when we're, we're new to a market. But as that clinic matures and we get to the point of, you know, like our Mechanicsburg clinic that has been there for uh, 14, now 15 years, or our Harrisburg clinic, which has been here for 20 plus, um, and we have larger patient list, we can devote more of our marketing dollars, a larger percentage of the marketing dollars to the patient list, right? And encourage reactivation where we're driving for reactivations and also those word of mouth referrals. I want to get to that link right now um, because I'm sure that you're curious where your practice is at. So we put together a marketing quiz um, so you have a very good sense of how you're doing relative to the rest of the market. And what you can do is go to quiz.getbreakthrough.com forward slash marketing. And you're going to be able to compare your results, how you're doing in your private practice marketing today with other private practices um, all over the country. So we'll ask you questions. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess this will take you eight to 10 minutes to go through. There may be uh, 15 to 20 questions in that. We're going to ask about what you're doing across all five marketing channels. And the more brutally honest you are with yourself as you're going through the quiz, um, the, the more accurate information you're going to get um, on the tail end. So great quiz. Uh, worked with quite a few marketing experts on this um, and also how we think about it ourselves and marketing our private practice. But in the end, you know, if you can control more than one marketing channel, your practice is going to be safer and more stable, and you're going to get more consistent growth in the end. And that is why we created the quiz. So you can go to that URL. I'll put it in the show notes as well. And you can take the uh, private practice marketing quiz. What is the benefit? Well, in the end, if you're looking to impact more lives, you know, and um stealing this idea from uh, Thomas Loker in the book, uh, History of Healthcare in the United States. And in that, he talks about the, the entities that have won long-term. So, you know, if you look at, I, the last one I looked at was Aetna, CVS, they're the same company. So yes, a pharmacy owns an insurance company or vice versa, but they're the same company. And you can see that as of last quarter, they have 13 billion that's with a B, $13 billion in cash reserve, right? So I'm going to roughly estimate that that is about 10X what we're going to spend 
this year in 2024 and marketing private practice across the board, right? The entire, if you added up all the private practices together, all of our marketing budgets, right? We're a 10th of the cash reserve of a pharmacy and insurance company. So what happens and what Loker explains in his book, if you want to see why we have such an unsustainable healthcare system, and this isn't a rant or conspiracy theory, it's, I mean, just look at what's happening. One in every $5 in the country is spent on healthcare. It's over $13,500 per person per year. That is a gigantic number. Um, we have a healthcare system that is not sustainable. Number one cause of bank personal bankruptcy in the U.S. is healthcare expenses. And if you look at why that's happening, you know, why doesn't um, somebody with health insurance, why are they paying $75, a $75 specialist fee to come see you or me, and then $3 when they're going to the pharmacy as their copay, right? And you can quickly see how, how the rule and how the game really works. But in his book, how did that, how did it get that way? Because it wasn't this way a hundred years ago. And the way that we got this way is because of who controlled the media. And if you go back to 1900, I believe um, he went back as uh, into the early 1900s and you know, big pharma, what is big pharma today was spending, um, was buying about 80% of the ads in newspaper. So, you know, they controlled the media and in order for us to leave a bigger impact in our area, help people avoid unnecessary medication, injection, surgery, et cetera, live healthier lives, create a more sustainable healthcare system. We're going to have to control the media and we just don't have the massive dollars to do it. So we have to get smarter, right? Smarter with how we're deploying our dollars because it's significantly less expensive bottom line to go to see a physical therapist or a functional medicine doctor or a chiropractor um, or anybody else in conservative care than it is to get hooked on, you know, an opioid medication or a pain pill. It's, a, you know, get an injection, et cetera, long-term, the, the cost to the system increases dramatically. So, uh, yeah, the, so take a look at that, go through the quiz, get a baseline assessment of where you are today, see how you can improve um, I have some other goodies in there. Once you take the quiz, um, that I'll be getting to you as well, how you can think through stepping up your game, taking your practice to the next level, um, and especially your marketing. So you can better control the media in your area and any dollars that you are investing in marketing, you're getting more patients through the door so that ultimately you can help them get back to normal naturally. Hope you enjoyed this episode uh, specifically on marketing and the, the five flows of new patient flow, of new patients. Uh, you know, th this has been, as I've explored more and more in marketing, it's given us a lot of control, allowed us to survive, allowed us to open up the Novo clinics and fill them up fairly rapidly, hire physicians with confidence that we can fill their schedule, fill the space, and ultimately help more people, um, all because we took a look at marketing. And I hope you do the same. Uh, keep up the good work. Within private practice, I know you're working really hard and it can be very frustrating, you know, as we're facing declining reimbursements, uh, et cetera, or lack of willingness to pay in the marketplace. Um, overall, things are going, they're better today in private practice um, than they were 10 or 20 years ago. It's not always easy, easy to see, but we have a lot of more weapons at our disposal that we can get good patient education out there. 
move the needle in the right direction, help more people um, with our services. And I, I hope you take advantage of the information that we're uh, putting out there and you take the marketing quiz and see where your practice ranks and how you can close the gap there as well. Thanks, everybody. See you.